Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl stuffs, stuff we've picked up, stuff we've listened to, and that leads into the songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. And uh, while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. Please, five stars. Five stars only. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening. And let's just move right into our fearless beer review. So, what do you got, Jeff? Go. Never ready, dude. You were I, I mocking forgot. me the whole time I was doing that intro. And all, during that time, you could have got a fucking beer. Well, I was busy goofing. Always goofing, man. Yeah. We, I just, I, have, I still have not gone to the store, so I'm just I'm oh digging through God. the fridge. So I got, But I got something I never drink. And I don't know the last time I even had one of these. Um, okay. I don't think I've, I've ever had one since my days on Untapped. But that's a... I got a buddy. I'm going to drink a buddy. Oh, a buddy. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, I forgot you got that, that 30 block when I was out there. Yeah, you drink like two of them. So we have 28 left. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I drink probably like 12 of them. So so I got a Bud Heavy tonight. This will be... Oh, uh, hell yeah. Dude, I wish I had a Bud Heavy. God damn it. You can have this one. Okay. I will say, it. like, the I'll can the can does look really cool. Like, it's a cool-looking can. Right? I know. Just, like, the way it's all set up. There's cursive. There's big block letters. Like, the insignia for Anheuser-Busch. It just... It all looks good. This is the United States of America on it, right? It's just like America's beer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> this is genuine on the, uh, si- on the sides, as if, like, it was in danger of being, like, caught or uh, counterfeited. Like, I don't know. <laughs> should be the president of beers, not the king of beers, because it's not very American. Dude, it's just, it's so, it's so up its ass, too. Like, he says, it says, this is the famous Budweiser beer. We know of no brand produced by any other brewer, which costs so much to brew and age. Our exclusive Beechwood aging produces a taste, a smoothness, and a drinkability you will find in no other beer at any price. Hell yeah, dude. What, Hell what, yeah. What do you say? Those are words. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no, I mean, yeah, what is all that those even Those are definitely mean? words. It means nothing. <laughs> Fucking word salad over there. But uh, it's all true. All of it. Damn. Okay. That's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> A little 12-ouncer, I'm sure, right? Yes, sir. Yep, yep, yep. All right. I have... Uh, <clears throat> I have a beer from actually a very good brewery called Beechwood Brewing. Uh, I think this is a collaboration beer with a someplace called Urban Roots. This one is called um, Steely Jam. So obviously it's a play on Steely Dan. It's a, it's a West Coast IPA. I got it for the label and also because Beechwood is a really good brewery. Um, you know, kind of like late, kind of late 60s, early 90s. Kind of, uh, I guess it's early 90s because there was that like, hippie resurgence in the 90s so it i don't know it's just a cool label i like it a lot and um yeah dude i don't know i, I like this beer and um i like west coast styles so got, i got me a steely jam beachwood also beachwood brewery is in uh 
fucking Long Beach, I think. It used to be in Seal Beach. We used to go there all the time. Mike and I did. It just but, smells uh, like burps, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buddies are so good. There we go. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's start drinking, man. Okay. So let's go. There we go. Ooh. All right. Hmm. So what do you think of the buddy? You know, if I don't have a lime on me, I, I besides like Nickelodeon, I don't like to drink Coors Lights. I think they're gross. I don't, I don't, okay. I for sure don't like Miller Lights without a lime. Those are gross. I could drink this. I could drink this without a lime. Right? Yeah. This right? This ain't it's bad. a good beer, dude. I mean, it was a good <sighs> beer, but I would, I would. Come on, just, just accept your fate. Just do it. I would, I would choose this over all the other non-light big four beers. And I would choose this over Coors Light and Miller Light with no lime. But I'd, okay. I would still rather right. have a Bud Light or Michelob with no lime than this. But this ain't bad at all. This is not nearly as bad as I was thought it was going to be. God damn, dude. It's, this, is, this is you all the time. You're afraid of change. You're afraid to try something new. And then when, when I tell you you need to do it over and over again and you finally do, you realize, wow, Tyler was right. He's always fucking right. I mean, with everything. don't get me wrong. That's what you do. I only buy this when you come out here, and that is it. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> there was one time you didn't, so I went and bought some for myself. <laughs> um, man, dude, that buddy's top three beer right there, baby. Uh, no, that's my second favorite beer. I'd say it's my second favorite. So Mirapon, Buddies, and then what? Uh, probably the, the Hazy from Deschutes, man. That's, that's a good Hazy right there. Good, solid Hazy. All right, uh, so yeah, we have our. Th- uh, well, I, I'll I'll get into mine. So my uh, my my Beechwood Steely Jam. This is a seven percent ABV. I think your buddy is a five and a half. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's a lot but, of words um, here, so I can't find where it is. I'm pretty sure it's five and a half. But yeah, seven percent West Coast style. I mean, this is this is just a great great IPA. This is probably outside of the hazy. This is like the best IPA you can get. It's never like malty, syrupy, nothing like that. It's tastes clean, fresh, crisp words. Um, <laughs> so um, I don't know. This is, this is really good. I, I'm digging it. And uh, I guess let, let's rate our beers based off of our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. <laughs> so what would you give your uh, Budweiser? I, I don't know. This is like a 1. 1.5, 1. 1.75. Oh, you were so, you were so, you were the fucking worst. I, 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 I'm happy drinking this <sighs> whatever amount of times you come out here. And if you don't ever come out here ever again, I'm happy never drinking this for the rest of my life. <laughs> you don't even drink it when I'm out there. I'm uh, the only one that drinks it. And Sloan, maybe. I'll, I'll have one now. I'll have one now, and we have but one extra. We have one extra that's just waiting for I'm us. I'm not out there. You're 365, 365 Whoop. miles away from me. Rule number 575. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think 2.5, 2.75 is fair. Um, oh, yeah, 2.75, yeah, of course. No, two, I'll, I'll give you 2.75. It's fine. It's good. Out of three? Wow, okay. Good. Mm. I'm glad. 1.75, excuse me. <laughs> I was reading our boy Got Raul's him. review of this. Oh, he left a review. Okay, because um, you know he left a review of this one. Because <laughs> Raul did not did not leave one for mine. But uh, with, with my, I'm going to give this a solid two point five out of three. Really good, really good uh, IPA. I, I, IPA. So uh, two point five out of three for me. <laughs> you know, one of those cartoon characters where they're like, <laughs> like see like this 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 like woman. They go numma 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 numma. Make all those noises. So Raul gave this a yes. one point seven out of five. 
He said, I'm going to try and write this review without getting too steamed. (laughs) I find it offensive that Budweiser labels this the Great American Lager. Hell, I find it offensive that Budweiser labels this beverage as beer. A homie of mine picked up a couple of party packs, that's three tall boys apiece to you non-gangsters, of this swill, (laughs) and we popped them at his pad. He calls them Bud Heavy because it's tougher than Bud Light or something. (laughs) (laughs) I call them Bud Nothing because they leave me wanting something else. Nasty beer. Tastes like the hood of a rusted... Tastes like the hood of a rusted over Ford Fal- rusted over Ford Falcon mixed with a rotten GMO corn. Run away from this, my homies. Run. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good review. I mean, he's wrong, but that was uh, that was uh, well written. Definitely well written. I only call him Bud Heavies because at, at the I, the old bar I used to work at, this guy. I don't know if you ever met him, but Dave. He was just this. Uh, he talked. He talked very close to that, but he used to always call him Bud Heavies. He, he used to always get a, a, a shot of Soco and a Bud Heavy, and he was just oh one of those God. guys. He tipped well, nice guy, just very aggressive in like the demands department. And he'd walk in, and he would just use his fingers to to motion like the size of a shot with his index finger, his thumb, and he would say Soco. So put his fingers up, right your right hand. Do it right now, yeah. right hand like you want a shot. So you say Soco, Bud Heavy, and then walk out and go smoke. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really dick, but it's also kind of badass at the same time. It is, it, I, and that's why I call him Bud Heavy because, like, man, this guy knows exactly what the fuck he likes. He he, orders, he never orders anything else. That's all he ordered. He liked a soca with one ice cube. That was it, and that's all he ever got. <laughs> when, when he when you first met him, did he did he tell you exactly what he was going to do and how he wants it every single time? No, his friend told us what he was going to do. When he first started coming, I told Mickey, I said, "Dude, this guy's fucking annoying as fuck. I can't stand him." And even Mickey was like, "Yeah, I can't fucking stand him either." But then he started talking. He's a cool guy. Actually, he's a really big fan of a uh, really big fan of Fish and the Grateful Dead. But oh. he's a nice guy. He's just—I think he's from some place where they they just feel the need to talk to everybody aggressively and douchey. <laughs> Soco like people in Boston heavy. feel like they they need to do that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> people from Chicago kind of eh, kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. New Jersey too. Annoying. That's what they are. Anyway, okay. So good on Raul. Uh, I don't like his rating though. So let's move on. It's fair to uh, vinyl stuffs stuff we've uh, been listening to, picked up this week. Like I said, that leads into the songs of the week. So what do you got this week, Jeff? Go. Uh, I just I, every time I see this guy's records, I just pick him up. Now doesn't have a lot. Maybe in like a ten to fifteen range. But his name is Rory Gallagher. He's from the band Taste, which I, I discovered because I bought it at Uncle Aldo's Attic for like $5. And it's just this three-piece blues rock trio from the mid-60s. But this guy is just, God, he is so fucking good. He's just, I think he's an amazing oh, yeah. guitarist. I think he's an amazing like songwriter when it comes to just him soloing. And uh, he's, he's influenced so many other great guitarists like Clapton, Brian May. Other people talk about him as if like that's their favorite guitar player. And he just, I've never heard of him until Taste. And, and he's kind of known as like the most, or, or the best guitar player you've never heard of. That's kind of like what his moniker is. And I, I think that's like totally true. I, I've, I've never, never heard of this guy. But I'm just, I adore him. I think he's so great. I think everything that I listen to him, everything I listen to him from, everything that I listen. 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 From him? Everything I listen 
to from him. Everything I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Words are hard, man. <laughs> Words are Pod hard. Talking's hard. Pod talking's hard. I I think he's just absolutely fantastic, and and I will uh, I will sing his praises every every chance I can. And if you ever see his records, which I see him for like five or six dollars, just pick it up. I will. I did like this. You made me listen to the song Laundromat, this live song. Man, dude, it wasn't just his guitar playing, but it was just the the sound of it all. And it really made me think like how shit like recorded music is nowadays. Like just how bad it sounds overall. Not not, not the musicianship or the songs themselves, just the sound of it. Because I mean this live recording was so cool. Everything was you could hear everything perfectly. You can hear them fuck up a little bit, especially the drummer every once in a while. You could hear him like just you could hear the dynamics in the song. Yeah. That is just missing from music, especially metal music, from the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, this is cool though. I really like this. And it's just a three I would definitely band. pick up this live record. It's, it's three guys making a bunch of fun. It actually noise. reminded me of um, Grand Funk a Grand little bit. Grand Funk style. Sure. Yeah. It did remind me of Grand Funk a bit. Yeah. I love it. But I love it. it. I love this guy. Taste is a great band. I don't know. Check him out if you never is taste, heard of him. Is Taste similar to this? Yeah. But Taste is more. Okay. I don't know, like more like structured. This is a live album, mind you. So it's it's going to mm-hmm. be really wanky and like that. But but taste is more structured and like they want to write songs. This is more like a guitarist side project now writing music for other guitarists. Yeah, yeah, type of thing. It's good stuff, though, man. Yeah. So what else you got? Uh, I'm a crow. I got this. Uh, <laughs> I did the same thing when I when it came on in the car. I did the same thing. I went, I'm a crow. I'm a crow. I'm a crow. This is uh this is this is the <laughs> the, so the American blues rock band that did the song Evil Woman um that Sabbath <laughs> covered from Sabbath Sabbath and yeah. uh I don't know I I picked this up cuz it was like 6 bucks and these guys are from like the Midwest somewhere like Minnesota or Wisconsin I don't know someplace but uh I don't know this is just good this is good good solid blues rock from this era this was like yeah. 1960 something 67, 66, something like that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not being a negative Nancy. I there just want to point out two oh. well, I just want to cuz I like this song. I, I really did like this song. But two things I want to point out. The singer sounds like he's like a, a knockoff B team Jim Morrison with more of like an Elvis Yarl with when in his voice cuz he had he did so much vibrato. It was completely over the top. Um and the second thing is the guitar tone. <laughs> it was it was terrible, but I loved it. It sounded like he was playing through like a little 15-watt practice amp, <laughs> and they just put like a shitty mic next to it, and that's that's what you got. Like, it just sounds like shit, but I loved it at the same time. Yeah, I, it was, it was, I just loved how like bootleg it sounded. I, I, I just don't think these guys got any... I don't think they got big in any capacity, and the only reason why people even know about them is because Sabbath covered one of their songs. And even that's like we know about them. Even like I'm a Crow, even their version of Evil Woman... I mean, it doesn't mean hold a candle to Sabbath's version. And no, I th- not, and even the Sabbath's version is even isn't even that great. No, it's, it's not. It's not. But this this band <sighs> this band's fun. It was fun to listen to it. Um, probably the next big round of purges, I would probably get rid of this because this is not like a must-have in my blues rock hard rock realm. But it was a fun listen. It was a fun listen. It was it was cool. It was, it was cute. It was cute. So what do you got next? Uh, another another Jerry Garcia, another Jerry album here. Jerry, I got this one uh, at and the why? record show a while ago. I just forgot about it till now. But uh, it's his his <laughs> album Compliments, and this is his second solo album. 
So he's got like stuff with the Jerry Garcia band. He's got like he's just he has so many albums up until this point. But this is his second solo. But he already had like four or five albums that he did with various other people before this. But uh, as far as like his solo stuff goes, this is for sure one of the weakest, if not the weakest. Okay. And like my 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 dead family cubby is is full. Like even if I just put one more record in there, it's can st- it'll be too crowded that I'm not comfortable with. And this is uh, <laughs> this is definitely on the chopping block. I just bought it because I never I've never seen it in the wild until I went to the record show. It was like fifteen bucks, and Oof. I just had never heard it. It's like fuck it, I'll buy it. it. But it's it's definitely it's definitely like one of the, one of his weakest. Yeah, it was. Uh, does the entire record sound like the song? This song is is the one I tolerated the most, actually. Every, oh, really? Everything oh, else God. is way more, way more pop. Wow, yeah, because there was nothing about this song that that I thought was enjoyable. I mean, obviously, I know voc- the vocals aren't his strong point, but I mean, in this song in particular, they were really not the strong point. And um, the, just the song wasn't a good song. It it went nowhere. It was bland, and with all that string arrangement, it was just. Over the top production wise, it just was not. I just I don't I don't get it, man. I don't get Jerry Garcia. I don't get the appeal. This one, this one, really this one's don't. tough. This one's tough. This is not like indicative of why me and so many people <laughs> like Jerry Garcia. If you just look on like who played on this record, I and mean, we're talking like forty different people played. They, they, you know, eight eight or nine different clarinet players for different tracks. I don't know why this this existed like this. I think this is uh, this one. This one was tough, for, even for me. I, I uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. It was just a boring song, honestly. Yeah. It's just a boring song. But uh, what what else you got? Uh, something not boring. This is this album called Hooker and cool. Heat. Hooker and Heat, buddy. John Lee Hooker in the band Can Heat. And Can Heat's a band. Yes. I mean, they played fucking Woodstock, but I've never, I've just never listened to them really. I, I've heard songs here and there. Don't like them. I, I think they just were never, I don't know, never my jam. But then I picked this up and it blew me away. These guys, so it's it's John Lee Hooker playing with some of the guys from Canned Heat. And the the history of Canned Heat, man, that band has had some gnarly deaths, a lot of deaths. And mm-hmm. I've, I've never, I, I, I was reading more about them this week, but I, I could not believe how many people have died in that fucking band in so many bizarre and horrible ways. And they're one of those bands with, that has no original members, right? I don't. I, they don't fucking died. I don't think anymore. Because <laughs> they still play shows. They're still around. I think they put out a record like in 2019 or something. Like, there's no way it's any of the like the original ones then. Yeah, I, I did. I did, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think it's anybody from that that era or the original era. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I I've I've even sold their. They have an album called Boogie, Can Heat Boogie or something like that. And I've sold that for like three. It's like a three dollar record, and I've sold it a dozen times. But now, next time I get yeah. it, I'm gonna listen to it because I really like this album. I think I think this was fucking fantastic. This was a good blend of, I mean, John Lee Hooker can almost like do nothing wrong. He just yeah, he's so smooth. The way he sings is smooth. The way he plays guitar is smooth. Everything about him is smooth. But then you get these kind of like these these psychedelic hippie Woodstock rockers, and he kind of like reels them in. He kind of like makes them focus. He kind of says, okay, this is where we're going to go. Like I know you guys mm-hmm. like the jam, but we're gonna jam. The way I want to jam, and and so <laughs> better way of jamming. I mean, it definitely is a more pleasurable way of of listening to it. Um, it's not as yeah. as eclectic and weird and crazy and bonkers and and whatever. But it's 
Man, this album is really, really good. The double LP, it's like 85 minutes long. It is Oof. solid. It is, is it a live record? Solid. No. Because this song kind of sounds like it could be live because it's so long. It's like eight minutes long, I think. And and he just like kind of rips it up on the guitar for no reason. Yeah. I, but uh, his was, guitar tone is, is amazing on this song, the song you made me listen to. It was just them in the studio fucking around. And I, I think even around this time, one of the guys that's, He's either on the picture, but he had already died at this point on the cover art, mm-hmm. or no, that had to have been it. Yeah, I think there's a guy on the cover art that had already died by the time this was released. Okay, all right. So, or it's vice versa, weird, or he was though. wasn't dead, or yes, yeah, I don't know. Can't eat. Very interesting. If you want just a weird read of a band that had just clearly did way too many fucking drugs and suffered. I know. I do want to. I want to read about this because I. I mean, I've always, like you said, I, I've always known about the band, but prior. Yeah, I've never never really thought about looking them up. Because they're not a band that people Reading talk about, about that they love. Like Nobody says, I love, I love Candy. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. Like Nobody says that. Although, when I was when I, when I I was an EMT, I, uh, I had this guy that I worked with a lot. His name's, well, we called him Tucker, but um, he, uh, he, was, he was a young guy. Like when, when I worked there, I was like 29, 30. No, I was like 30. And he was 19, like almost fresh out of high school. But all he listened to was classic rock. And he loved Canned Heat. That was like one of his top bands was Canned Heat. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> he was 19. And I, I I remember asking him, like, did, did your dad play guitar? Or, you know, how, how did you get into this? Like, no, nah, I just, I picked up the guitar a couple of years ago and I really loved it. And I just started playing. And um, yeah, I just love all this, this and that. It was super weird. But yeah, I mean, like, 19 year old kid. I'll, I'll reserve final judgment until I can at least listen to one or two albums by Canned Heat. But from, from the Woodstock. Just from the Woodstock fucking lineup, for God's sakes. I, there's a handful of, of people I'd rather just listen to. <laughs> I so. get it. I get it. So, you know. All right. So you got one thing left? Yeah, one right? thing left. That's that's my, my pick of the week that I, I chose. Um, this was a fucking... Came out of left field, man. I just... I've been in a, in a, in a, in a solid hip-hop mood ever since... Uh, what did we do a couple weeks? The Fugees. Ever since the yeah. Fugees... I just, dude, I've listened to so much hip-hop, either on Spotify or just spinning hip-hop constantly at home. That's That's been for sure, like, my number one genre that I've that I've been into. And uh, this is uh, the the Coop, the Coop, the Chicken Coop. No, nah, just the Coop. These guys are from is Oakland. Is it Coop or is it Coop? I think it's Coop. Okay. With a hard P. Like, like, uh, P. like pee-pee? Like Coop, I was going to say that, too. Yeah. I was going to say pee-pee. <laughs> Um, but they're, uh, they're, they're from Oakland. I would think they're probably yeah. most notable for their singer. Their, their singers also in street, street, wow. Street sweeper, street social, sweeper club. social club, street sweeper, social What's club. What's that guy's name again? Boots Riley. Col- not B- Boots Riley. Yeah. I was going to say Boots Collins. And I honestly degaff about street sweeper, social club, but they have, they did that. They, they did the cover of paper airplanes by MIA. Nah. That was kind of cool. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> But um, again, Tom Morello, overrated. Dude, like this, this, this band's dope, and and I don't, I couldn't see a lot about what I'm, what I think, but I think this is a band that's playing hip hop music. They have bass players, they have a keyboardist, they have a DJ. So think like Sugar Ray, right? They have a full band that can play hip hop music, but all of the things you're hearing, you're hearing in the music, that's from a band playing. That's what I really? think. I, that's what I think. Huh. Um, yeah, this one caught me off guard. I. I 
I mean, this I, God, I've dude. never heard of this band. This or fucking group, whatever they are. This chorus, and so I, I chose the song Repo Man. <laughs> this chorus is so fucking catchy. It's so funny. I love it's singing re- along to it. It's so good. <laughs> the song in general is really dumb. The lyrics are really stupid, but it is it is very catchy. It's good. <laughs> very dumb. But... Love it. Love it. Wait, and where'd you get this from? This is a vinyl me, please. Was it okay? This yeah. is, I can't believe this is on vinyl. We please, <laughs> yeah, just just so this is their second album. Ninety four. Scraping the bottom of the barrel, man. No, this is this is this, come on. No, no, no. The, the album's called Genocide and Juice. So this is obviously a play on on Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice, but it came out like the same year. And this is uh, these guys are like highly political. They're highly aggressive in in like their radical beliefs. Like like think like Rage Against the Machine style of the mid nineties. But they're but they're in hip hop, and uh, I don't know their 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 lyrics are very much the same that like Rage would do, just in like a hip hop form, very much police brutality and, and things like that. Yeah, I don't know. I I like it. I, I think there's a lot to hip hop. Hip hop's a, a, a genre of music that is still forming, still trying to find its footing, and it's 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 fun. It's it's interesting and it's fun to kind of like see it. And it's it's one of the few genres that like we've been alive long enough. To kind of say we've we've lived to see it progress in different ways. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, we grew up as kids in the gangster rap era. Yeah, and it's it's fun. It's yeah. it's fun. <laughs> I was never allowed to listen to it, but um, yeah, whatever. Anyway, let's uh, let's play a little bit of the song "Repo Man" from the Coop. Repo Man by the Coop. It's good, man. It's good stuff. It's so good. Oh, man. That dude, like, the, the, who is the motherfucker rolling through the hood? That's so catchy. It is really good. It, it has to be a melody from another song, right? Like an interpolation or something? 
I, I, I didn't look too hard and to check on it, but uh, I don't know, maybe. If they're a band and they're focusing on, on creating music as a band rather than sampling, then maybe not. Uh, true. True, that may be. But damn, dude, it's like even that song alone, like Repo Man, it, it talks about how just like bl- black people don't own anything. They're just allowed to rent things and it's going to get taken away from them anyway. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's fucking cool. <laughs> it's, good stuff. it's a good song, though. Killer song. So you would never purge the album? No. The, the whole album or is ha- just like this, too. Is it like that? Okay, that's what, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. All right. This one just had the strongest chorus. I thought it was so funny. It kind of comes out of nowhere. It, it almost seems like a joke song because it's just. It, what am I trying to say here? It's like because it's yeah, fucking it has, like, the, the height of the gangster moments. rap era. This is the same year that Gin and Juice came out. The album's called Genocide and Juice. So you think this is just going to oh, be is some it really like, this? So I didn't realize it came out the same uh, during that same time. I thought it was just a play on that on the gin and juice thing, but I didn't realize it came out during the same time. Yeah, gin and juice was also ninety four. Like these these albums came out the same year, Ooh, but like okay. obviously doggy style has just been so fucking iconic. Actually, maybe doggy maybe the doggy style came out ninety three, even like maybe, a year a year know. earlier. Even so, even still, like this is the album cover is cheesy. It's a it's a bottle of absolute and it says genocide and juice. Like it's just everything <laughs> it about really, it looks it's a bootleg. Bad cover, dude. Yeah, everything about it looks just like bootleg uh, hip hop, just like bad hip hop from this era, but uh it's a little bit different. It's like it's like when we worked at I don't know well, you probably had it at when you worked at Virgin. Um but at Tower Records we had a we had a hip hop section and there was a the, the part of that hip hop section was like it was like the the what am I trying to say here? Like the the Latino hip hop section. Oh, dude, the and worst. And it had like, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it was yeah. like the worst covers, and they all looked the same. They all wore the exact same clothes. Yeah. And but people would always buy that shit. That shit was always selling at Tower at yeah. least. But dude, it was it was they were just like, dude, it was bad. And then I remember we we ended like we ended up getting some returns, and a couple of those CDs were were in the returns, so we put them on the on the on the stereo. In the store, and it was uh, it was terrible. Oh, it was really it's bad. awful. It's 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 like elementary <laughs> it's so beats, fun. and they sound like <laughs> shit. Yeah. <sighs> and they're always like with their low rider cars and shit. Oh yeah, the big ass fucking dicky shorts and stuff or pants. Oh yeah. Oh man, dude, that that is a genre of music that I forgot about until just now, and it is terrible. It is awful. What would you even call it? Like, like Mexican rap or something? I don't know. I don't. Because it was, know, like, it was like, like a very Mexican thing, right? Maybe just Latin hip hop, but specific to like North America. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It reminds bad. me of all it's, the Atwood it's, kids. Yeah, it's fucking bad. And that's the thing too. Like that's that's all those Atwood kids. I I know they bought it, and it's just it's objectively shit. It's just mm-hmm. not good. It's it's not good for anybody. Even like the quality of the picture and the cover art wasn't even good. <laughs> I know. Like, it was always like was a good. white. It was always like like they were like on a white background. With like a car, they were like sitting or standing in front of a car, throwing up like a gang sign or something. It was like little somebody, little little Joker, little, <laughs> yeah, little something, some baby like Joker. It was like it was before it was the little it was the little people's names before SoundCloud rap took over or you became a thing and everybody was little something. But I feel like this 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 um, Latino rapper or whatever you want to call it had did the little thing before. Yeah. Well before, 
It was just yeah, their, their was fucking so gang moniker. And that's that's all it was, was just to like rep your fucking gang. That's in some capacity. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. We should do one of those records on the pod. Yeah, right on like fucking some like El Salvadorian <laughs> drug lord fucking MS thirteen coming after me or something. We should like, have one of them on the pod. If I shit talk with any of them are things. still alive. Yeah, I just, I just, I fucking saw uh, all the protests that have been going on for the World Baseball Classics about Cuba, and then like uh-huh. the ceasefire between the Colombian military and and the 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 drug cartels has has been lifted, so now they can attack each other again. Oh my god! Fuck that! I ain't shit talking nobody over there. <laughs> I seen the way they put fucking heads on sticks and shit. No, I know, I know. Uh-huh. Hard pass. It's amazing what baseball can do to the world. It can stop violence. Stop baseball the is the best of, of everything. <laughs> How is this? So is this World Baseball Classic? Is this something new? No. I've never heard of this. What? I really have never heard of this at all. Never, never, ever. It, it just it got postponed this past time because it's every three years. And so it got postponed okay. this past time because of COVID. And then I think they extended it just like another year just so it would be this year. And I, I think like it could not have come at like a better time for baseball. Baseball is just in this like downhill spiral just for the ratings and stuff. Um, but it started yeah. like, it started like mid two thousands. Really? Yeah. Wow. I never, I don't remember you ever talking about it. I have, I have a hat. That's like one of the longest hats I've, I've owned. It's from the world what? baseball class. Just is like team USA on it. And has the world baseball the classic fuck? logo, <laughs> man, tomorrow night's the, the, the final. And then, then so tomorrow night's the final. You should at least just watch this because this is, and like this year, everyone's really, really getting into it. The time before this was like 2017 or something. Maybe it's every, I think it's every four years actually. They changed it to every four years. It used to be three years, but everyone's getting like really, really into it. These players are getting hurt, which means they're playing harder. They're not just like it's not like watching an All Star game where they just half ass it and it's just all about offense. Like they're taking it really seriously, and these players are are busting ass out there, and it's it's really, really, really fun to watch. This is like the most exciting baseball. I've seen in recent memory that is not just a World Series. Baseball right. talk over. Baseball talk over. All right, so do you got anything else on the vinyls? No, that's uh, that's it. That's all. All right, so I have a few things. Uh, this first one comes from the band Mud Honey, the album Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge. Uh, this one you picked up for me from uh, where you work, Rock This Town Records. Huge yeah. shout out. Uh, it was like, what, 10 bucks? Something like that? Yeah, nine ninety nine. Yeah, nine ninety Yeah. So, so cheap. So, I mean... I mean, I've always heard of Mud Honey because of Nirvana and all that, but I never really sat down and listened to them until we did Grunge Season a couple months ago. And um, that debut record, fucking awesome. This record, this is their this is their second album from 1991. Um, this is so good, man. This is really fucking good indie punk music. I guess it's kind of the I wouldn't even really say it's grunge. It's it's more punk than anything else. Yeah, there's definitely and, a lot of um, punk there, a lot of garage rock. It's it's yeah, yeah. It's way more up, not uh, way more aggressive, and I guess upbeat too, than um, than what you would expect from a grunge band. So I, I think it's unfair to call them that, but whatever. And then reading a little bit more about this record, they, they actually recorded this on a on a tape, an eight track like tape, like really really bootleg and shitty, but it doesn't sound like it, right? No, I I don't it know. It doesn't if this is sound like a, like a really shitty recording, anything, but no, this this pressing sounds fantastic. These songs are yeah. amazing. Double LP has, I think the yeah the 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 fourth side has, um, I think like half of it or most of it is um, like 
outtakes or demos or something like that. Yeah. Which I listened to. I probably won't listen to the the to demos or anything again. But uh, for sure, like this, this when I'm in a grunge mood or I'm going through like that era of stuff, this is definitely going to be in rotation. Yeah, uh, to me, I, I would compare this to kind of like if I'm like in a Fugazi, uh, Rites of Spring, you know, kind of kind of that emo, maybe like post hardcore, like at the drive-in too, or Refuse, like throw this on with it. It's a good like a good. Um, a good uh what am i trying to do i'm i'm I know, you, you, yeah you're just in a mood for it it's, it, it fills yeah. space and it's good it's great it's a great record man and for 10 bucks forget ten about bucks. it you can't beat it and the, the album art's kind of it's kind of fucked up it's like a plane crashing and shit i didn't even notice it until i was playing it but yeah the album cover's kind of fucked up yeah i i think that um, I, I think that the the color of the violence is stupid i don't like it it has that like kind of like almost like pastel look yeah, to it's it it's ugly or it kind of reminds me of um, uh, the format, kind of like how their records have that that oh, look yeah, yeah. with those colors, that color scheme. Baby blue, baby oranges, things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right, yeah, Mud Honey. Every good boy deserves fudge. Great fucking record. Go pick it up. Go listen to it. It's killer. Um, this next one came from the band Yellow Card. The Yellow Cards. This is their third album, one for the kids, from April two thousand one, and I always forget. They have that very first record that nobody talks about. It has no wiki page, but I remember it being really good when we listened to it. Yeah, that that one's just like straightforward punk. Like, yeah, well, so was the the second record too, because that was before Ryan Key became the singer, right? Yeah. Well, the yeah. the the first one's just like more like hardcore punk, and the second one is more like melodic. They're trying to yeah. become now one for the kids, and then we get one for the kids, which is a classic. It really is a classic. It is. And and I was impressed by this because I, I did end up putting on a record after that I knew was a was a better pressing. And this one wasn't quiet. It wasn't it was pretty dynamic considering, you know, they had to remix this record. So I, I still kinda didn't have high expectations for this version of it, but it it exceeded my expectations. It I did. Thought it was, I thought, right? think it's a really good pressing. Yeah. Like 'cause the the, the streaming version of this album is is Man, like it's it's almost unlistenable unless you just it's love this so album. Flat. Yeah. Then it's 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 not even listenable. It's so shit. But they did a really really good job at at bringing it to life. It's still there's still parts of it that I think are a little a little flat. And I think they could use a little bit more. But man, it's it's it leaps and bounds better from like the Spotify version. I can't believe they haven't uploaded this remixed version. Dude, it's weird, right? God, this album is so good. So it is a fucking free and good. And every time I listen, I, I forget about particular song, these certain songs. And dude, this band was—they were really fucking good. This record, I mean, it's, it's way unreal. better than than Ocean Avenue. Way, I, it's way better than Ocean Avenue. It's unreal. Dude, even like that that yeah. guy, like the 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 drummer. I always forget his fucking name. Pierre Escargot. Name. Yeah, ex- yeah, Pierre Escargot. That's what we called him because we couldn't remember <laughs> his name. I don't think he's French. No, but is he his name really is Pierre. No, no, his name is really Pierre. On this one, I think it's from. Yeah. His name is not Pierre. It's something weird. Yes, it is. No, wait. No, it's Pierre. No, it's not Pierre. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. Well, now you got me second guessing myself. Pierre, uh, Pierre Escargot, that's Keenan Thompson. That's Keenan Thompson, I know. Oh, no, you're right. It's not Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> we call them Pierre Escargot because we we he, <laughs> he has some weird name that's not like a normal bill. It's, a, it's, it's Longanue. Longanue. 
Yeah, what, what the Longinou fuck is even Parsons. that? Longinou Parsons. I don't know. <laughs> Longinou Parsons. I, fr- I was really convinced his name was Pierre. Esquire. I don't know. But yeah, dude, that guy rips it up on the drums. He's, oh, he's so, so good. goddamn good. Yeah. He's just as busy as Travis Barker at this in this era, but never once did he overtake any of these songs. You're right, yeah. God damn. His fills and everything are so tight. He's so fucking good. Yeah, he really is, man. Killer fucking drummer. <laughs> Pierre. <laughs> you know who Pierre is? Pierre is the lead singer for um, Simple Plan. His name is Pierre. That's who Pierre is. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Pierre. He's Canadian. And this guy's French. Well, this guy actually, Longenoux. I said that's kind of French, right? Longenoux. When you say anything like that, it's going to sound French. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he, he is French, French born American rock musician. That's this guy. Oh, so he's from France. He is from France. Yeah, he's born that's in Paris. Cool. Oh, Paris. Wee wee poo poo. There you go. <laughs> We've been there, yeah. We have been to Paris. Paris, we poo pooed on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Not really, but. Parlez-vous merci? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Remember right, we walked yeah, up anyway. the Eiffel Tower because we wanted to save like $5, but then it was we, so fucking tiring that we took the elevator <laughs> down? Well, it wasn't, just, it wasn't just that we wanted to save money. We also wanted to say that we climbed the Eiffel Tower. Stupid. Which we did. We climbed the fucking Eiffel Tower. So forever. fuck all you people fucking tired. who took the elevator. Yeah, it always sucked. It fucking sucked. But um, <laughs> but uh, what this word? Um, yellow card. <laughs> one for the kids. Great record. Get into it. And the last thing I got here is from uh, the band Smashing Pumpkins. Best for last. Uh, the album. What? So save the best for last. Yes. So this is a. Uh, the band calls it Machina. I know some people. We'll call it Machina, whatever you want to be fancy about it. But it's Machina, the Machines of God. I actually had somebody try to correct me and say it's Machina. And it really annoyed me. And I kept saying Machina and he kept correcting me like four times. And it really irritated me. Um, Who was was correcting you? uh, The the guy from White Rabbit Records. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I doubled down. I kept, or I like quadrupled down. I kept oh, saying course. it over and over, and he fucking kept correcting me. The son of a bitch. It was so annoying. Anyway, Smashing Pumpkins. This record. This is their fifth record from uh, the year two thousand, and uh, this is a bootleg. Yes, it's a bootleg Oof. because they've only pressed it once when it came out, and um, they've been talking about doing a repress for years now to combine, you know, both parts of this record into one giant box set. But I just bought this as a placeholder, and honestly, man, this is um this is a this is a good bootleg, really good bootleg. It's a nice white variant, and who doesn't love a white variant, right? Super it's clean true. looking, not warped whatsoever. I I'm telling you, some I have some really great bootlegs. Like there's some good shit that they put out on, on that that sound better than official records, you know. I agree. So I I'm not disappointed whatsoever about this. They did a killer job. Uh, stealing from the band on this one, and uh, you as I'm glad well. I have this. <laughs> what you as well? You as well? What? Yeah, you're stealing from the band. You're you're buying essentially stolen property. Well, uh, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. But you know what, Billy Corgan, fucking just fucking put it out. Just release it. It's his own fucking fault. He talks about it all the time. 
all the fucking time. He says, oh, yeah, I, the, the Machina repress, we're, we're still working on it. It should be out soon. He says it all the fucking time. What are you working Three on? Years later. What are you fucking working on? Oh, because he's because he's never officially released the second part. and Or he did, but he only pressed like 10 of those. But he said he, he's, he's going back and remastering, remixing this record. So we'll see. We'll see when that actually comes out. Yeah. And I'll buy it because I'm a sucker for uh, Mr. Corgan. But uh, anyway, Smashing Pumpkins, man. And and the only reason why I put this as my pick of the week, because I'm trying to get you more into Smashing Pumpkins, even though when we did them, you really got into them. But I want you, get, I want you to get into them more than you already are. I'm into them so, a lot. I, I have three records and I'm, I'm, I'm good. Would you get this record though? No. Ugh. This All is like right, one well, of the whatever. lowest ranked. If not, I'm gonna look at my rankings right now. But this no, may be ranked, the lowest. I think you ranked Machina mid tier. I ranked. I think this uh, might have been like your fifth. I ranked Ma- Machina two <laughs> higher. Two higher than what? Yeah. So no. Yeah, Machina. It, it was my was my. I hated this one the most out of everything. No way. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my top five oh, no, you- was 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 Machina two. And then, that, okay, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Then, yeah, you like the second one more. All right. Well, here's uh, here's the song, "Stand Inside Your Love," and uh, try to enjoy yourself, Jeff. Here it is, Smash Pumpkins. Stand Inside Your Love from The Smashing Pumpkins. Great song, great record, great band. So okay. I know you probably don't want to talk about them anymore, right? I would prefer not to, but we can talk about how mediocre the song was if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, what are your thoughts on the song? I'm a crow. I'm a crow. I don't get it. I don't get this. I, I, I understand Smashing Pumpkins in, in its entirety, 
mm-hmm. the, the longevity of it all, the, the the varied sounds. But this song specifically, I don't know. I, I don't I don't get it. I think his vocals are bland at best. And the instrumentals I don't think are are anything to to like huh. write home about. All right. All right. You didn't like that 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 melody in the chorus? That chorus is really good, man. Eh. Eh. Oof, that's a great chorus. Love it. I wouldn't say it's the best song. I just thought this song you might like. I was I was more catering this pick to you think hoping that this would be the song that you like. You know it's funny. Apparently is, I'm wrong. is whenever I I bring a, a group to the band a band to the pod that mm. I want you to like <laughs> for a long time I used to pick my song that or I used to pick a song that I thought you would like the most and it never worked. And so then I started picking like <laughs> fuck it, here's my favorite song. And that that oftentimes works more than trying to pick for you and like vice really? versa. So I'm curious. Huh. So okay. I, I I stopped picking Maybe songs I, I think that. you would like because you never did. Okay. Maybe I you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that my rule too. I'm gonna only do that. Because I, I don't know what huh. it is. It's fucking bizarre. I think our tastes are just, especially me. I think our tastes are just too eclectic, are too, are too well, varied. <laughs> you, you had to throw that in there, huh? Yeah. To really kind of yes, correct. Be, be be a little jerk about it. Correct. But, um, I mean, you only you only said that because you know you're wrong about so you're this to, song or about Smashing Pumpkins. Well, about about you being more have a, having a, having a more eclectic taste. Oh no, that's one hundred percent true. I, I don't. Well, that's I don't, <laughs> that's our, our Spotify end of the year wrapped has even proved that to be the point. No. So, no, yeah. no, which is it's fine, not a big deal. You like new metal and and that's it. That's fine. Not a big deal. <laughs> I do love new metal, man. New metal season is oh, coming God. up, baby. So uh, let's move on to uh, to some new music that has come out uh, over the last week. So uh, I don't have the notes up. I am not prepared. Well, you got all your favorite bands mm-hmm. here. <laughs> So Atreyu, they put out a new song and music video, and the song is called "Watch Me Burn." Uh, did you wait? Did you listen to all three of these songs? Yeah, I didn't watch the video though. Okay, good. The video is horrendous. Um, what did you think of the song then? This song's not that bad. I I didn't think uh. the last song that was that bad either. I, I mean, it's it's no mm-hmm. suicide notes and butt kisses, but I think those days are are so long gone that you kind of kind of have to find find the good in the in in the shit. And this song's not that bad. It's not the worst they put out over the last two records, but it's still, man, it's not good. There's it never, not they're good. never going to be what you want them to be. This is their new sound. And if, but see, okay, okay, this is the thing too. I've liked to trade you from butt kisses through Long Live in 2014. You know, I, I've liked a lot of their records. I've liked the, I like the first Feldy record a lot. I really, really like that Feldy record. But ever since Feldy went full force. And put all of his ownership into Atreyu. Um, I just can't get into it, man. It's just, it's so, it's just bad NFL commercial music. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's, there's no substance. There's no, it is. there's nothing to these songs. It's just, the songs are based around the hook. It's very The superficial. hook is the only important part. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. It's, yeah, it's disgusting. But it's not bad. The band, the band is so good. Like, they're all really good at what they do. And they don't utilize it, and we know that they can utilize it. Because they know we know that they're good because they've done it before. Uh, it's fine to change, but changing just to change for the sake of it is can be really dumb and really stupid. And that's what Atreyu is now. And I'm going to talk shit until I hear something good from them. Okay. So, whatever. You know what? And Atreyu is always oh. like my top five band of the year on Spotify too. And I really, I just uh, makes me so mad. 
makes me so mad how much I listen to this fucking band and and I just hate their music now. Um I've never I've never really felt that way about any band before. Like just really hating a band's music when they change. More than a trade. Like trade oh god, I'm I'm just mad. I'm mad. You're just mad. Anyway, You're just a mad boy. I'm just fucking mad. I'm just talking. Words. Um the next thing here comes from Weezer and Mr. Cuomo. Uh the song is called Across the Meadow and Weezer is spelled weird. It's spelled Weezer, so W-E-E-Z-U-R with Mr. Cuomo. I don't know why they did it this way. Did you find anything as to why they did it, did it this way? I so like whenever I have a question about Weezer, I just I just hit Weezerpedia. I that's okay. I mean Weezer has a fan base that that rivals most other bands, if not like exceeds all expectations. The fan base has been doing this since the early nineties and it's so dedicated. But uh, this song, this song was already out. This this song was out on on the spring, the season for spring, and it was just a a vinyl exclusive. I don't know why they released it as a different name. That was weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have heard though that when when some bands release song or they release songs on vinyl only, that they can't release it on streaming sites for a certain amount of time. I think it's usually like nine months or something like that. So maybe they maybe they wanted to release it early, so they put it under a different name. Maybe that that would make sense because like, what the fuck is the point of having a vinyl exclusive bonus song if it's not a vinyl exclusive bonus song? If you can just fucking stream it, exactly. That's silly. So I, that would make sense if they have a, a deal or they have something to do with like the record labels saying like, yes, we have here's a handful of songs that are vinyl only, and then we'll wait six months, a year, whatever it is, to release on streaming. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean, because that's what. Uh, thrice did a couple years ago they put out the deeper wells ep and it wasn't on streaming sites for nine months and they even said that they they said that it's only on vinyl right now but wait nine nine months and it'll be on streaming sites and then the new smashing pumpkins record there's going to be a vinyl only uh seven inches release with it and it's it's 10 songs but billy corgan said that it's not going to be on streaming sites for another year those 10 songs i I like like psychedelic record that they did I, I like not having them on plat on streaming platforms. I, I like the the exclusivity of having the vinyl. Yeah, I don't mind it, especially now that I collect vinyl. I I don't mind it. Yeah, but um, but yeah. Anyway, Weezer, Mr. Cuomo, uh, across the meadow. I like the song though. I thought it was a really cool song. Right. Yeah, it's a good song. I, I thought it was better than most of everything we've heard. I mean, honestly, it was better than than spring. Uh. Wait no no spring was spring fall spring summer and fall were bad, but then winter was really good. But don't forget winter for whatever reason, on Spotify puts it all together. They're all only twenty minutes long, but Spotify lists winter as like an hour. Oh wait, so that's all the EPs right there? Yeah, just like mixed up. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're all only twenty minutes. It's an EP. Oh fuck! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't so like think about that. when you when you think it's good, it's because it's 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 jumbling the three prior EPs. And I don't know if they're in order or not, um, but yeah, it's like an hour. Huh. All right. Fucking All right. weird. I know. I don't know. Yeah. Dude. I, I think Weezer got in over their head with this whole project because it seemed to come out of nowhere, and I think Rivers got way too excited, and I think they just. I mean, they had they literally had nothing planned. That's why the the vinyl was so delayed. Yeah. But I'd still buy a yeah, box I, set. I, I, yeah, I would buy a box set too of the four EPs, because you know it's going to be a good box set. Oh, for sure. 
It's going to be a real good one. But uh, anyway, let's move on to uh, the last new song from Under Oath called Let Go. I thought it was okay, right? I don't, I don't have any Under Oath things on the vinyls. I just, I've never, I've never thought like they were that great. I think yeah. it was a product of the times and everybody knows I love metalcore so much, um, but I don't, never got into them. And I don't, yeah, I think here. the song is, is eh, whatever's at best. Same here. I, although I do want to go back and do one of the records with uh, their original singer, Dallas Taylor, because Malin and the Sons of Disaster, which is the band that he formed after he left Under Oath, is really good. I love that so, band. That band fucking, yeah, that, that, that band slays. But so I'm, I'm, I would be down to do Under Oath, but only do one of his records. And Dude. then, of course, rank all the records. Yeah, then you, then you get fucking, you get Dallas and, and Aaron singing together. Woo! Two great singers. Do, do they sing together, though? Yeah, they both I'm sing sure the same on the records at the same time. I'm not a big uh, Under Oath fan, but they're both on the same records at the same time, and they both are singers. But I, well, I don't. I, that's what I'm wondering. Like, did Aaron sing as well, or did he only sing once? Uh, the other guy came in. Spencer is his name, I think. Spencer Knighty, Spidey. Yep. <laughs> yep. Whoa. I don't. I don't care enough uh, to even research it. So. Yeah, I don't either. So <laughs> let's move on. Um, that yeah, that's it for the new music, but. Uh, something that you added to the notes, which I only just read, but uh, Metallica, Toy. they bought share. They bought shares into a vinyl plant. Um, they didn't buy the vinyl plant; they just bought shares into it, private shares. So, on on the surface, this looks really cool, but when you really think about it, this is all just them. This is this is strictly just an investment. This is not anything more than that. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see what happens. This is a great first step, depending on how many shares, what they do with them, how invested they are. I mean, this this could be the start of something big. This could be the next Third Man Records, but just for like metal, like that would be really cool. So I, I don't know. I just think this is a great first step, and this is something that's like nobody else does, except for Jack White. Like, nobody else is doing this. Not even well, fucking. Also, we know Metallica. Companies. Metallica like the monies. Um, they they kind of know how to be ahead of the game most of the time, and they see this kind of this money making thing with the vinyl right now, which could last another couple of years. So they buy into this. They have nothing to do with the the actual production of it or the quality of it. And then they're like, and we're and in the article it says like that we're so concerned we're we're uh, quality or audio quality is so important to the to us this and that. But then you listen to that fucking like master of puppets record they put out in 2018 or something sounds like fucking garbage sounds like shit like a lot of the vinyl they put out in the last 15 or so years has been really shit well so most of the pressings of of their first three are compressed to they're 55 minutes long compressed to one one vinyl itself and i don't think any of my pressings sound great but that dates back 10 15 years yeah, but, but but that's my point. Like they they don't care about it unless they see uh, see the monies involved with it. I'm just so I'm I this is a step that you don't take unless you care. You don't just buy this shit. You, just, or you, you invest is, in in real estate or you invest in other things. Yeah. You don't buy a fucking pressing plant. Or you don't invest in a pressing plant for something. They also that, have the money to they, they have the spare change to do it. But this is not just like a greedy move. This is not just like oh I'm gonna make money. Is this crazy. is something that they care. That's fucking stupid. They would just invest in property. It's a sure thing. I gotta invest in a vinyl plant. Come on, they'll be silly. Maybe they do invest in property. Nobody fucking does that. 
Well, you have a, oh, a, a large, a large amount of savings there. Is, is that what you teach when you tell people to invest in stuff? You say, oh, you should invest in a vinyl plant because that's that's a smart move with your money there. Hey, I, I don't, I don't know the details of this hey, whole of this whole thing, stupid. but nobody would ever do that because it's fucking well, dumb. I don't know about that, dude. I don't know about that. Anyway, I don't know. Do we have anything else on this? No, I think it's great. A negative Nancy right I now. I know you are. I think this is great. I think this is this is <laughs> solid. I hope. I wish more big name musicians. I, the, the Metallica's not even a big name musician anymore. They're well, okay. They're in their own I category. Know. What are you talking about? That's they wrong. Are, big names musicians. It's like Jack White. Jack White's a big name musician. Metallica's oh bigger God. than Saying fucking Springsteen. Jack White is bigger than Metallica. Fuck. I never no, said that. No what are you talking about? You if you, just, if you don't talk, if you don't talk for like two seconds, you'd understand what's happening. A big You're name in music, a me. big name in music is like Jack White. Jack White is a big name in music. Metallica are not big names anymore. They they've exceeded that. They've exceeded that. They are oh, so much bigger. Okay. Yeah. Again, if you just stop talking for like two oh fucking God, seconds, you'd understand. You're still okay. going. <laughs> when you set it up that way, <laughs> because you didn't let me finish. <laughs> Good lord. You set it up to make me want to try to fight you. I don't no, I didn't. I was just talking, yes, you, but you interrupted <laughs> again. You're just about to do it again. Go you ahead. set up that that whole thing really stupidly. It wasn't stupidly. You just couldn't. You just couldn't help yourself. You're just itching. You're jonesing. You're trigger happy. What are you so I'm, trigger happy tonight for? What happened? I'm, jo- I'm jonesing. I'm jonesing because you you what? at first you said something stupid. What did I say? You know what you said. I you said, said Metallica that Jack White is bigger. I never said, said Jack White that. Is a I never name. ever ever said that. Never said that. Okay. And when you when you edit this pod, oh, I'm gonna write that in my notes. And when you edit this pod, you'll realize I never said that. And the next week, I'm going to ask you, and you will feel stupid that I never said that. Except that you won't write it down because you always say this, Jack, and you never write it down. I'm I'm literally doing it right now because I have my notes now. <laughs> and then what's gonna happen is next week you're gonna say, "What the fuck is this Jack White big man? What is this? No, nope. what does it mean? That's what it's that's what's gonna happen. Nope. Are you really that much right now? Nope. I don't want to hear anything about it. You're going to feel pretty, words, right? pretty stupid. Well, that's wrong. Anyway, I don't know. That's all I got for the. That's all I got for this uh, This episode. Trigger happy boy over else? here. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You know. Kyle Rittenhouse. Getting Kyle, you're, like, you're like fucking Kyle Rittenhouse over here. Wow. Good Lord. Wow. You threw that one out there. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's all I got. Stay tuned for the main episode. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. So keep listening to all your friends. And that's it. That's all. Cobra Nelson. <laughs>